demanded an urgent and horrifying news story. Now, I don't know if this is the kind of hard-hitting news you're used to. Got some good news and I got some bad news. Now this could be the big story of the summer. Network is going to be wanting plenty of coverage. What do you mean, silly? I mean, that, that's real news. Top story of the day. Welcome back into the whole show powered by Chevron. Michael Kirkpatrick is just doing a phenomenal job back there. I did not think you were going to hit the queue for this, but you did. You have impressed me so much. It's been great. Good job. Really proud of you, buddy. But the most important part of the show, you just didn't care for. Your joke? No. Uh, it's a fantastic joke. No, it was terrible. Uh, NFL salary cap rises to $30.6 million to a record $255.4 million per team. With that, Eastside Chris texting in wanting to know how that impacts the Broncos. Well, now the Broncos are only, according to over the cap, uh, they're only $10.7 million over the cap. So that's that's better. It's better for the Broncos. Not a lot of room, though. Not a lot of room to do much still. And what's Russ saying now? I only have to give up $10 million less. Yeah, I don't know. The The Russ stuff has kind of died down for a, for a moment, hasn't it? I mean, he's gone. He's leaving. I mean, we be, we truly believe that. But that is continues to put the Broncos in a hole. But this is only helps. I mean, when you have rich owners, raising the salary cap only helps. So it's crazy, though. It's going to be a record now. This is the highest it's ever been. Two, uh, 255.4 million per team. That is a 13.6% increase over last year's cap. And it just, what does that tell you, Mike? That the revenue for the NFL has never been better, bigger. I'm sure richer. some of it has to do with all the gambling. I would, you, you know what? I would wager that you are correct on that, Mike. I would. I would bet that. No, nothing, nothing. You can tell your crappy Idaho jokes, but I throw something out there and crickets. Wait till you hear my Martha Reeves no, and the Vandellas joke. I'm good. Uh, I, I do want to get to this story as well. Ah, this is a tough one. Three University of Wyoming swimmers killed in a crash in Colorado. Saw this news late last night. Uh, three members of the University of Wyoming swimming and diving team were killed and two others were injured when their sport utility vehicle veered off the road and rolled over along a rural highway. That's a U.S. 287, which there has been a lot of deadly wrecks around there. Um, It's just, this is is such a sad, sad story. The crash happened yesterday afternoon on U.S. 287, about 10 miles south of the Wyoming-Colorado line between Laramie and Fort Collins. The three swimmers killed in the crash, Charlie Clark, 19, a sophomore on the men's team. He's from Las Vegas. Luke Luke Slaber, 21, a junior on the men's team from South Africa. And Carson Muir, 18, a freshman on the women's team from Birmingham, Alabama. Just, you know, listen, I this is a terrible thing. There's really no easy transition to go away from this, but wanted to at least get that story out there. And and say their names out loud. Man, that's tough. I do really appreciate what Colorado State's doing today. You know, a bunch of tweets. The swim team came out and said, we're swimming for them today. They put Y.O. on their arm. Uh, that, is a, that is a difficult one. 
First Advantage text line 888-530-0043. If you guys want to chime in on any of the conversations we're having about Colorado State, yeah, the UNC Bears, we got St. Thomas coming up in about 10 minutes. Looking forward to that chat. The guys making history for the Bears. And I think they're going to are they going to make more history? Michael, what do you think? You you produce every single UNC game. They win in the regular season? They're going to win the regular season title and the tournament? Well, um, first of all, I just want to say, if they do it, I want four more overtimes. Okay. Right now, they're at five overtimes. They've had five overtimes this year? Five overtimes this year. Wow. That's... that's late, late night for you. Well, I, I'm just saying, it. if they go to nine overtimes in one year, I believe they have the record. That would be a record. Well, they... For does, overtimes in a year. Does that count with the tournament, too? Because they only have four games left. So they need to. Ha- so basically, you're saying every game they need to go in overtime. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm rooting for. <laughs> okay. I, I'm, I'm rooting for overtime. You're rooting for more history to be made. I've already apologized to Mike several times off the air and said, Hey, Mike, I'm sorry. This is a close game. I wanted to go to overtime. I want the Bears to to take the record. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think they definitely have a chance to. This is a very talented team. They're they're very streaky, though. I've actually called them going to overtime before when they were ahead by eleven a few weeks back. I I told Mike after the first break, I'm like, Mike, this is going to go to overtime, and then it did. Look at you go, and it went to two overtimes. By the way, you are a wizard when it comes to this stuff. It's it's because they're streaky. They'll like go ten. They'll score ten points and then just go quiet for ten minutes. They are the best offense in the Big Sky Conference. They are the worst rated defense in the Big Sky Conference. They play defense like me and offense like someone with talent. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they're averaging. You know, they give up about seventy-seven points per game, which is the worst in the league. But they score eighty. They score 80 points per game. Nobody else is in the 80s. Eastern Washington, 79. We have a lot of points scored tomorrow. Eastern Washington's bottom of the of the you know, they're seventh in defense. So I would imagine we're gonna see some points in reality tomorrow night for this Bears team. Number one in the uh, conference in points scored. St. Thomas is second in the league. In, in points. Dylan Jones out of Weber State is averaging 20.5 points per game. St. Thomas is at 19.9. And he did something pretty phenomenal last night, too. So we're going to talk to, uh, or he accomplished something pretty phenomenal last night. So we'll talk to St. Thomas coming up. Uh, another story. <laughs> I mean, the players are not happy about this. See-through pants. Who approved this? Major League Baseball added see-through pants. And this is a legitimate thing. These are not doctored photos you're seeing. You can see everything. <laughs> I just who who looks at that when they're designing this and then they probably have a model put them on. You know, whenever you have you new uniforms and stuff, you have somebody model them first so you can see How did they not know this was going to be a bad look? It sounds like a Seinfeld episode. Yeah, well, no, this is funnier than that. Seinfeld's not funny. It's not funny at all. There's no comedy there. Well, back when George worked for the Yankees, mm-hmm. he okay. yeah. decided to change the uniforms, and 
uh, it ended up making the Yankees more uncomfortable. Well, yeah. During the game. No, I'm not. It's not good. I think he changed it from cotton to wool or something. Seinfeld's not good. Seinfeld's hilarious. <laughs> it's not. Now, everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> now, Why are you yelling at me again? No, oh! that's a show. That's a smart comedy there. That's just well-written comedy bliss. Comedic bliss, Micah. The same thing every episode. Deborah's mad at him. Oh, no. That's way deeper than that. Way deeper. Seinfeld's like, hey, we don't do anything. Yeah, that's funny. Let's do that again next week. Let's be 30-year-old people that live in apartments and just hang out in each other's apartments all the time and complain about traffic and airline foods and, and somebody didn't give them soup or whatever. Like that's I'm the jealous show. of my brother. That's the Why show. Are you jealous of me? Okay, then no more of those. We don't want to lose every. We don't want to lose every listener. You know, when you're doing that kind of your your joke was already bad enough. Great joke. The new female announcer in the big leagues approved the new uniforms. Flying Dutchman says. You mean Jenny Kavnar? No. I'm not going there. I'm not going there, flying Dutchman. I'm not um, going to Google search these. The uniforms? I'm not. It, this sounds. They're all sounds over Twitter. Like I'm going to get a virus. <laughs> you might get a virus if you do that. Yeah. Who who looks at that and goes, Yeah, this will be. This will be good. I mean, so now that's like one of the big complaints for players. Obviously, ratings for baseball that low, eh? Mm-hmm. I'm just looking at some of some of them aren't as bad. I don't know. Yeah, they're pretty bad. <laughs> I don't know, man. All right, 15 16 after the hour. We've got St. Thomas going to join us here in just a moment uh from the UNC Bears. Nice win for them last night. They set their sights on a huge game against Eastern Washington tomorrow night. You'll be able to if you're not at that game, you can hear it here on KFKA with the Mike Rice. We'll be right back. This is Sean Keeler of the Denver Post. You're listening to the whole show on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Feel good music after a feel good win by the UNC Bears last night, uh, beating Idaho. 76 to 62 at Bank of Colorado Arena, setting up for a huge game against Eastern Washington on Saturday. Eastern Washington lost last night, so it's going to be a showdown at the uh, at the, at the bank tomorrow night. Joining me now, St. Thomas. Love catching up with this guy. How about this? He became the first in Northern Colorado Bears program history to reach 500 points, 250 rebounds. And 100 assists in a single game. Congratulations to St. Thomas for that one. Yeah, Susan and Cheryl love it. St., my man, are you tired, dude? That's a lot of production this season. Um, No, I'm not tired, man. I just, <laughs> I even look for it, man. I could have done more. That's all I look at. <laughs> well, you, yeah, you you hit this record, and you still have four games left. So, dude, you can really uh, make that, that record unreachable here. So go out and grab it, my friend. Yes, sir. 
Well, what a big dub for you guys. I'm so impressed. I was I was messaging you last night, and I was tweeting about the Bears. And again, I go back to that. After that CU loss, I believe you guys are 13-4. and four. I mean, yeah. I know we've talked about what's clicked and everything, but man, you guys are red hot. It is so much fun to see. Yes, I feel like, I mean, from the multiple times that we talked even before, like I said, that our team, just, we, get, we get better each game. And kind of like throughout the weeks, we just get more molded together as a team and just, just as people in general. So just getting to know these guys a little bit more every game and every week kind of just, man, you get out there and you see on the court, we're all, we're just all playing for each other and not ourselves. When you go into a game like this last night, I mean, all of us talking heads, Saint, we're like, oh, be careful. You know, the Eastern Washington game's coming up. You got to make sure you don't overlook this one. You guys were heavy favorites. How difficult is it to stay focused on a game like that when you know the big one is coming up on Saturday? Yeah, I mean, uh, we kind of talk about it as a team. Like, this is our kind of like the week, even kind of the weeks before Anna's and the Portland State, and then we get to this week, and it's kind of like, this is kind of like the the trap weeks that we have, and we kind of just got to lock in, and we we control our own destiny at this point, so I think we just uh, keep the main thing, the main thing, and that's getting, uh, getting a win each game, so kind of just like, and then we, we already know this time we're going to come up at some point, so I mean, just kind of staying focused and kind of just locking in on a on the little details and getting each win matters a lot. Uh, you, yeah, something has been just clicking like crazy for you guys. Um, the best offensive team in the Big Sky Conference, and you're second and barely. I mean, you're almost in first place. You might end up there, saying if you keep pouring those points in like that. Um, but the numbers don't lie. They tell you that hey, you're you're scoring a lot of points. You got a guy like you scoring a lot of points. Oh, odds, that's going to typically lead to a lot of winning. And now you look at Eastern Washington, who you guys had an amazing game a few weeks ago. You guys ended up losing that one. But this sets up as a huge game. Eastern Washington lost last night. So now, I mean, you have an opportunity to go jump into first place in the Big Sky Conference. At least you'd have the the conference tie, but you would have a better record than the Eagles. So uh, this should be a fun one tomorrow night, man. Exactly. I think it should be fun. I mean, they're... I think we're ready. They're very physical, and that's how they they got us out of our game at the the first time we played them. I know I was in foul trouble a lot, but um, kind of just like we just got to know that we're we're prepared for the physicality, and man, it should be a fun one. Is they're they're a good team and well coached. Yeah, and going back to that game, too, I mean, they were up on you guys, I think by seven or eight or something at the half. You talk about your foul trouble as well. But what I was so impressed with in this game, knowing how good Eastern Washington is, every time it looked like they might start to pull away from you guys, you battled right back, and and you you brought it within a one-score game. And so it was very close, but that was impressive to me, the fact that you kept pulling yourself right back in this game. Yeah, I kind of feel like that. That's been our identity, kind of all year. Kind of like we we hit some adversity, and I mean, we always battle back. I mean, you've seen it at even. It's not nothing new. I mean, you've seen it at Portland State. I mean, we're down twenty, um, kind of throughout the game, and we come back and go overtime. And I mean, we lose a heartbreaking one at the end of the game. But I mean, that's just been us all all season. Like, I mean, we either I think we we've, we've lost 
also a couple games like within five points like a bunch of times and we've won some within five points so kind of just like I mean those kind of moments for us were were built for them I think and I mean, we've, we've seen it multiple times, and I think that's our, our identity this year, man. It's just we see adversity, and we want to uh, conquer it. And that's, we have a uh, relentless, group, relentless group. Well, and, and that's got to be, like, all those close games that you're in. Uh, we were talking about all the overtime games you guys have been in and tight games, even if they're not in overtime. Well, that's just setting up. I mean, that's setting you up for success in the, in the actual tournament because we know once these tournaments start, the way they're scheduled, just the way it is, it's always crazy. It's always going to come down to a couple of key possessions late. So do you feel like having all those close games is giving you almost a, a, a stronger confidence about this crew? Oh, yeah, because, I mean, like, I guess, like any, I think around any of these times, like you see NAU just beating Eastern Washington. I mean, around this time we're getting late in March. Um, anything can happen, and kind of just like, I mean, if you're in the situation and you're in the moment in the tournament, whether it's overtime games or there's a close game, you're already. I feel like we've already been through it all season long. So, kind of just we're going to be prepared and ready for that. How nice was it to win a game like last night then where it's not coming down to the wire? You end up winning 76-62. to 62. Um, It felt good. I mean, the game did feel a lot, uh, a lot further than it was, like a 10-point game. But it kind of just felt, it felt good because, I mean, just to get um, kind of like all the bad stuff off our, off our shoulders. I mean, we haven't been playing well on offense and – kind of the team's been giving it to us on on offense they've been hitting shots and so I mean kind of just like locking in on defense and uh, kind of just you said the score was what uh 76 60 62 I mean that's I mean giving up 62 points I think our team (laughs) will hardly lose games if we're giving up 60 only 62 points so and I I don't think we've given up that many, uh, that least amount of points in a while. So, I mean, that's big time for us. And us seeing that, I think we had, as coaches talked after the game, we had 20 assists on 29 points. So, I mean, that's also big time for us when we play. When we play that type of style of basketball, it's kind of hard to beat the Bears. Well, we know your offense is there. I mean, we talked about that, where you guys are ranked in the big sky. But like you said, if you can put out those defensive performances like that, yikes. I mean, look out. That's going to be crazy. How has this defense kind of progressed throughout the season? Because I know you've had your ups and downs there, but recently you guys have been you know, playing better defense. I think Montana scored only 71 against you. Montana State scored 70. So we have seen a better defensive output from you guys the last few games yes and I would say you know I'm always a uh I'm a defensive guy you know coming from Loyola so just kind <laughs> of defense so kind of just I would say for me just I would say it starts in practice man like our, our, our practice has been high high level intensity and kind of just like I know when we um the couple weeks before when we started kind of like splitting the weeks we kind of like just the urgency in practice wasn't there and kind of just the past couple weeks for us, like the past two weeks, I know the urgency has uh, just got to another level because coach always uh, preaches to us like teams in March can either get 1% better each game or they can just get worse and most teams get worse. So 
kind of just believing in that and what he what he preaches to us every day and just get 1% better each day and that starts in practice for me. Man, well, I'd say you've got like you every week you get like 5% better. You're just better every single week. It's nuts. It's so impressive what you guys have been able to do. Do you think about the standing situation much, man? I mean, we know it's a tight race between you and Eastern Washington and the 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 Bears, you know, they they've never won the regular season title. They they did back in 2010 or 11, but there was an asterisk there, so they've never officially won it. Do you think about that kind of stuff? I mean, we got to think about it for strategy. I mean, if you get the one or two seed, you get a bye in the tournament. So, like, that's big time for us just to get off our feet and stuff. So, I think that's big time for us. And But I would say, like, I mean, I do think about it because I came here and told Smiley, like, my one of my biggest goals was to win a championship, and that means regular season and tournament championship. Like, I just I want to win in all aspects and of, of the conference that we can win. And, I mean, even if we go to the tournament, I want to win the tournament. Like, I'm just – I'm hungry for more, and I always want more. I know my team wants more as well. So, I mean, we're hungry for it, man. And I, I know we all we all want that one seed, but it's, I think it's on our minds now Now this game is – now how how this game is settled in. Like, I mean, we're one game behind, and we they're, they're our next game. So, I think we're – we got our eyes on the one spot right now. Well, this is a dream come true for fans, too, because when you're looking at this game, you know it's going to be a big one. But then the way it sets up, you beating Idaho and Eastern Washington, losing to Northern Arizona, sets up uh, for quite the showdown coming up. Dude, what has this year been like for you? I mean, you, you talk to Coach Smiley and say, hey, these are my goals. Well, here we are. You have realist, a realistic shot to accomplish all of those goals right now. Um, your your points, the, the history that you made with the 500 points with the rebounds with the assist all of that uh i know you've been putting yourself out there to the media talking about mental health what has this year been like for you man has it been a roller coaster man this, this year has been everything and more than i've ever wanted like I've, I've always wanted to play basketball with a good mindset and just just hoop and have fun and be with guys that i want to surround myself with and win the actual championship with i mean you don't get to say that every day that I I won a championship with my brothers and kind of just like me like us like setting ourselves up for I mean we can win a championship this year and it's with a group of guys that I I would want to do it with and the coaching staff that that like I always said like they're approachable man like that's everything that I wanted for looking at a school like I go is that I can say coach I'm having a bad day like. And he understands what I'm going through. And it's not like, okay, he's having a bad day. He still has to do this, that, that. Like, he just makes it easier on me just to be myself. So, I mean, I'm blessed to be around, um, I mean, a great group of people and a good community of, um, I mean, of Colorado. And so, I mean, I'm just more than blessed, man. That's all I can say I would say this year is. Yeah, well said, my friend. We had uh, we had Day Day on the the other day, and we were talking. He was kind of saying the same things as far as the the teamness that you guys have, the brotherhood there. Uh, and and for him, I mean, how how cool is that? You know, he's a starter at the beginning of the season, and then he he's asked, "Hey, we we need you to come off the bench." But his production, especially the last five or six games, has been out of control. Does that not just speak to the view of this team? Like, hey, we we don't care how it happens. We don't care who's coming off the bench, whatever. As long as we're working together and doing it. I mean, d- doesn't that just kind of tell the whole story about this group? 
Yeah, so I feel like that's the perfect – you just had the perfect example of how our team is built and kind of like – and that's one thing I've always wanted – I've always told Smiley when I first got here. Like, coming from Loyola, we preach culture. And kind of I told him, like, I want to go to a school, like, man, where we, we're going to have culture in the locker room and we're not going to have selfishness. If somebody If somebody's playing – He's not going to think like, oh, I should be playing over him. You should, you should be happy the same way you, if you were playing. So kind of just like like you said, like, I mean, Dave Jordan at, some, at one point was top five scorer in the league, and then he gets hurt and then gets his starting spot taken by Zach. And Zach's playing good basketball right now. He goes out there and plays the – he guards the heart, the, the best guard on their team and runs around and guards them all game, and sticks his nose in every play and doesn't care if he gets hurt. And he might be the smallest player on the court if Dave George is not in. So kind of just like Dave George is putting himself aside and saying, okay, I'll, I'll take, I'll be the sixth man and come off the bench and still do it at an even better mindset and score. Like it takes pressure off of him because like how Smiley said in, in the uh, media yesterday after the game and said, uh, when guys – like guys get to play four minutes and get tired, and then they have to come in, come in and guard Dejour right off a fresh leg. So I mean, I feel like we have depth with our team, and just like the the culture that's built around our team, like they don't they they don't care if they start, how many minutes they play, they just give their all a hundred percent the the opportunities they get, and that's, you wouldn't you wouldn't want anything else out of a group like that, man. Oh man, we I love to hear it. I love to hear you talk about it. You do great at this radio thing, by the way. Referencing a message I sent you, Saint <laughs> Saint Thomas, dude. We love we love what you guys are doing. We love who you are. We love what you're about. I love all the things you're doing out off the court as well. I just I want to give you so much praise for that and again kudos for that, man. You deserve everything coming to you. This is a a, a brilliant basketball crew here, and uh, we just wish you the best of luck tomorrow night, my man. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me on the show today. All right. So, yeah, anytime. You want to be on the show anytime, man. We love having you on. Good luck tomorrow, <laughs> man. Thank you. All right. Sounds good. St. Thomas, um, I may or may not have messaged him and said, hey, we should do a radio show next year. Hey, wink, wink. Kind of like, you know, don't go anywhere, man. Don't leave. Um I he I did not he did not respond to that. He responded to other things. I don't know what that means. But St. Thomas is a stud. He's a great young man. We had Day Day on the show earlier. You guys want to go out to this game? I got a pair of tickets. I think you should. This is going to be a blast of a basketball game. Eastern Washington, UNC Bears. The Bears win this thing. They sit on top of the Big Sky Conference standings with three games to go. They could accomplish something they've never legitimately done. And that is win the regular season title. I got a pair of tickets to go see t- uh, the game tomorrow night, six o'clock. Let's go caller number seven. No, let's go. Let's go caller number. Nah, I was going to do something creative with with St. Thomas. Let's do caller number. What do, where do you want to go, Mike? Where, where, what do you want to do? How about, let's do the original caller number seven. Well, I was going to do callers. You know, St. Thomas's number, but is zero, so we can't take a winner then at that point. So, oh, uh, caller number zero. Caller number zero, don't call and you'll win him. No, let's go caller seven, 970-353-1310. Caller number seven, 970-353-1310. You got a pair of tickets coming your way to go see UNC and Eastern Washington tomorrow night at the Bank of Colorado Arena. 38 minutes after the hour, let's jump out and get the latest on the local sports flash. Hey, what's going on?
going on? This is Justin Adams with CBS4 down in Denver, Colorado, and you're listening to the whole show on 1310 KSKA. Here's a little news. Seeing this from Jake Shapiro. KSE today announced that Matthew Hutchings has elected to step down as the company's executive vice president and chief operating officer. He was the guy that was overseeing the Altitude TV thing. He he, he basically managed Altitude TV, so I would imagine he was a part of the discussions back when they were off DirecTV trying to get back with Comcast. So, interesting. What does that tell you? Maybe we'll have the Avs. Maybe. Or the Nuggets. Or the Avs. <sighs> Sometimes, Michael. Sometimes. Uh, so this could be right you know you don't like um you don't like the way he's handling things, maybe? He's 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 stepping down, but sometimes that doesn't mean stepping down. Like I just woke up today and I said I don't want to do this anymore. A lot of that happening around us lately. First event is text line 888-530-0043. I got to get to some text here. Um, I like this nickname, Sir Castalot. And then he let me know. It's a fishing reference. Is ditching Hughes for Canvas Stadium a Joe Parker move? No, they were already in the process of that. Um, Jack Graham was in that big time. Um Joe, they were in the midst of it. Joe was the guy that got Canvas, though. I mean, he was in charge of Canvas, like the actual credit union, to do some sponsor to 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 pay for the name rights of the stadium. Um, but Hughes was, I believe, that was that was something that was already in motion by the time Joe got there. I want to say, when was that first year they play? First year at Canvas. Boy, it's been a while already. I want to say Joe was involved, but it wasn't his, like that wasn't his claim to fame or whatever. Texter also wants to know, Sir Castellot, I like that. You have to start signing your text with that, by the way. In retrospect for CSU fans, was building the stadium a good thing? I don't know. I'm more of a Bears fan. (laughs) Um, it, It was a good thing. I stand by this. I think having an on-campus stadium or arena or whatever it is, is is a big deal. I remember talking to, was it CBS Sports' Randy Cross like 10 years ago, and he's like, dude, if you want to be big time, you got to have your stadium on campus. And so I've always been of the mindset, yes, it's going to work. And, you know, there's there was the negative people that came out right after and said, oh, what's that going to do? They better win. They better They better win a lot now. The pressure's on them. It takes time. And again, listen, it hasn't. I I used to get mad at people that came out and said that because it was like it, it, one day hasn't is it one year isn't going to. Oh, the stadium's new. It, suddenly we're all winners. It is a recruiting tool. So it does take time. However, yeah, we are now to the point where it's been long enough and it hasn't really. It hasn't really helped things. I still think having it on campus is great and it's a gorgeous stadium. That's why there is pre- there's among many reasons that's why there is pressure on uh on Jay Norvell. For many reasons. This he, this would be the, he'd be under pressure. He'd be in the pressure cooker if this was if they were still playing at Hughes Stadium because he had two seasons where they failed to make a bowl game. 
So this year is a big one for him, but it's big for the the program. It's big. It's big for the organization. You know, they made a big move. Big things are happening at Colorado State. That's why I'm saying it's like a positive thing. This is a good thing that's happening. A lot of these names that are coming off this list, you know, Joe Parker stepping down or elevating himself up or John Elwaying it or whatever, um, and then and then the the Cottingham stuff, the Steve Cottingham stuff. These are these were guys. However, you want to get into it, whether they were completely innocent of everything or not, they were guys that were part of this culture at Colorado State. So this is this should be a very big thing for for the for the organization for the school. Uh, Smitty says canvas is literally used every day of the year. Hughes was used six times in the fall. And once in the spring. They do use Canvas Stadium a lot, man. Like, they have events there and, you know, up in their, in their um, what do you call it, their VIP box seats, rooms, all that stuff. So they do. I mean, and they used it for, now they're using it for the, uh, four, is it 4A and 5A state, state football playoffs? When are they going to start getting concerts there? Maybe they do that. I don't know. But that would be cool. Um, but I know that's a big deal. Now it's going to be at... The, the 4A and 5A playoffs, or championship game, excuse me, is the championship game? That's what it is, um, is is there at Canvas. I think that's huge. So yeah, and you know, going back to it, I do think that it's, it's, it's a good thing. Yeah, I'd like to see them win, but it's better than Hughes. Hughes was in Sherwood Forest, was out in the mountains somewhere. Like, you get lost. There's goats and deer and all that stuff, man. You just get lost out there. You got to drive to China to go to a football game. It's on the complete other side of Fort Collins. Like you, you could mountain hike if you wanted to. You could just step out of the stadium and just go mountain hiking. And you pull in, it's like a dirt parking lot. It's just I, I was never into it. Did you ever go there, Mike? Did you ever go to Hughes? I did. Uh, do you remember that huge snowstorm that uh, the Broncos had? To, the Broncos going to the Buffalo Bills mm-hmm. game. They were delayed yeah. getting out. Mm-hmm. That. Uh, delayed the CSU game, so they ended up playing on Sunday. I ended up going to that game, and that parking lot was miserable. Well, snow would probably, but it was just mud everywhere. It was weird out there. And it wasn't a, it wasn't a very nice stadium. No, it just, I, I think I'd been there a couple of times. The score of the game was great, though. CSU blew, I, I think, uh, Tulsa or somebody out. What year was that? 98? Uh, 97. Back in my day. Texter says, plus Hughes required about $30 million in structural upgrades because of major soils issues and infrastructure issues. Yeah, that place was not in good shape. And again, I why, it's weird. Why would your stadium be 4 million miles away from your school? Like, and outside of your city. It's not even in your city. It's, you, it's in the mountains. <laughs> okay, I'm being a little extreme, but... No, I never was in on that. Like the idea that you should have to drive out to, you know, Terabithia to go play a football game is weird. And then the players have to get on buses to go out to their stadium is weird to me. Terabithia, the bridge to Terabithia. <laughs> I was going to say, is that uh, that's not George R. R. Martin? No, I don't know who it is. is that Tolkien. No, no, no. Tolkien would never write anything stupid like Bridge to Terabithia. Uh, Sorry if this is off topic. 
But have you noticed who has the most wins in college basketball? Who has the most wins in college basketball? I honestly don't know. I mean, who is it? It's not. It's not who I think it is. This is Flying Dutchman texting this. What conference are they in again? Most teams are at like what? 23? 24 is UConn. I don't know. Who has the most wins in college basketball? Is it UConn? Is it Idaho? No, stop. You, you can't keep going back to the well on that one. It wasn't funny. Don't do it. I'm trying to help you be a better person, Mike. And clearly I'm failing you. Tell me, tell me, man. I need to I need to know the answer to this question. Is it James Madison? Is that where we're going? Oh, Sunbelt. Yep, there it is. I guess if I would look at his text, I could see it. I was searching for an hour, and then I finally just looked at his text. James Madison. Named after a president. Mike, did you know that? Did you? Did you really know that? I did know that. <laughs> Twelve forty nine the time. Um was it what are they? Twenty they gotta be at twenty five then. 25 wins. Oh, this is a good text, too, about the, the pants thing. The baseball pants. In the inaugural season of 1974, the Washington Capitals had white pants. When they sweated during the games, they became see-through. I think they lasted one game. How hard is it to just go, are these pants see-through or not? If the answer is yes, we don't wear those pants. Micah, come on. These are easy decisions. This isn't exactly the lingerie league here. <laughs> Is that still a thing? I don't know. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, lingerie league football. <sighs> Flag Dutchman says 25. 25 wins. There you go. Where are you ranked? Um, I should do research before I get on are the Are they air. quality wins? There's no way of knowing. Why aren't they ranked? Aren't they ranked? I don't know. We'll find out later. 12.50 the time. Hey, we do have the Isaiah Stevens show coming up. It's in the in the 1 o'clock hour, so we'll be catching up with Isaiah. Hopefully, they had to move their practice schedule around, so we'll get him on in the uh, probably around the bottom of the next hour. Also got Buy or Sell coming up. It's the whole show powered by Chevron on Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 at 1310 KFKA. season is over. over. But college basketball is heating up. Hear UNC Bears hoops and Westwood One's coverage of college basketball and Northern Colorado's voice. 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. This is Kelly Lyle with the Fort Collins, Colorado and your CSU Insider on the whole show on 1310 KFKA. Five minutes until the top of the hour. Michael, are you going to do buy or sell with me? You actually going to do this segment with me coming up in the in the one o'clock hour? You ready for that? This is a big league, bro. What, it's a big leagues. Okay. What, what are we buying and selling? You don't know yet. I don't want to give you any. I'm not going to give you any preparation here. So you got to be ready for this. You in? Okay. Where Where is the exchange located? Um, I don't know. What do I do with the things that you say? 
Sorry, it's it's a Friday. You, it's a Friday. <laughs> and it, it's a very busy Friday for me. Behind oh, the scenes man. stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. You work really hard. First events text line eight 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 five three zero 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 four three. Don't make me tell my joke. <laughs> no, don't. Please don't. Please. No, you don't need to. Um Eastside Chris, did you know Micah knows a guy that does owl speak? Did did you know did did you know Micah knows a guy that does owl speak? No, not 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 uh, not taking the bait there. You do know a guy who knows owl speak. Sure. Am I? Is there a you pun do. I'm not getting? You do know who it is. You know this person. Owl speak. Yeah, you know this person. You you know who it is. Where's my cricket sound effect? You're supposed to say who, and then he said Chris would go, it's you, and yeah, that's... I'm, help, I'm, I'm helping him out. It took me a moment. <laughs> it took me a moment, no. but that's good. No. That's better than your Idaho joke. That's dumb. That was awful. It was no. terrible. The Idaho one is good. No, no, it's not. Not at all. It was Seinfeld stuff, and we know how terrible that show is. 12.57 the time. Okay. Uh, buy or sell coming up. And do I actually want to do this with Michael Kirkpatrick? I don't know. Based on the way the first two hours have gone, I'm not so sure. Thankfully, we'll have the Isaiah Stevens show coming up to save us from all the terrible jokes. That should be around 140. so stay tuned for that. We'll be right back. <laughs> 